Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. We welcome you to today's show. Alright, hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Everyday Church Podcast. How are you doing, Jordy? I'm good, man. It's good to be back into the rhythm of podcasting again. We've had a bit of a break. We got back into it last week and now we're into it again this week. It's exciting to be back amongst our half a dozen listeners. <laughs> I don't even really want to know how many listeners we have because I, I, I think it would upset me. But if you're joining in today, uh, welcome. It's really good to have you along. I, I hope that you've been enjoying what we've been discussing and I hope you enjoyed last week's podcast on agility and hopefully that has been something that um, has blessed you in, in your thinking and in your leading in the past week. But today we're going to touch on something that I would imagine every church leader wants to have. What's that, man? And they want to have longevity. Okay. They actually want to be in ministry, not just for a little bit, not just for a season, but I'll imagine if... If you're anything like like myself and like you, Barris, you mm. wanna you wanna be in the ministry until you retire, really. Well, I, I can't actually uh, imagine myself retiring. I can imagine myself slowing down. Yeah, yeah. But um, hopefully, I'm still being used by God sometime. You know, well after I've you know finished being the main man, that I can still be used somehow to be a blessing to God's church because that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, we just celebrated a lay pastor in a uh, lay preacher. Sorry, in our congregation, how many years was she preaching for? Or has Six, been sixty years. Sixty years. Mm-hmm. That's that's triple my age. She's just yep. been preaching. Uh, yeah, she's eighty-five years old yeah. and still preaches regularly. And she's pretty good. Yeah, she's not bad. Yeah, I, I look at that and think, yeah, you know what? In, in that many years' time, I think I still want to be a preacher if I can. If you can. And I, I still want to be an effective leader if mm. I can. And it comes down to our longevity as, as leaders to do that. How, how can we expand that? So I've only been in paid ministry, which isn't really the be all and end all, but I've been in paid ministry for about a year and three quarters. So you're a babe. Well, I think it's been a long haul. No, no it hasn't been that bad, <laughs> but it feels like a long time. Yeah. But Baz, you've been in, in the main role as a minister for this is your 10th year, isn't this it? This is my 10th year here and uh, I was in all sorts of different roles, probably for a good another 10, 15 before that. Wow. Um, just not the main man in the church, so to speak, but I had lots of full-time and part-time uh, ministry roles within churches and within parachurches. Mm. So it has, <clears throat> it has been um, a, quite a journey. And it, and, it, and it is quite a difficult thing to continue to allow God to refresh and renew your soul mm. and to keep your passion up for what God has for you. Because uh, until you've gotten into ministry, you don't understand how draining ministry can be. Yeah, yeah. Um, because people have maybe one conversation with you in a week, but they don't realize that that's your 15th, 20th, 100 conversations yeah. of different or similar ilk, and you're carrying all those conversations with mm. you. And if you don't have a, a vehicle within your life to refresh and renew on a constant basis, then you can just get worn out. Mm. And, um, and so it's critical, I think, that uh, no matter whether you're in part-time ministry, full-time ministry, or just doing voluntary ministry within the life of your church, that you've got to keep yourself uh, fresh and your relationship with God fresh 
or you'll start <coughs> seeing that things go downhill pretty quick. Yeah, and I think there's three main outcomes of someone that doesn't really take good care of themselves as a leader. And the three that I think that would be the most common would be burnout. Mm-hmm. And I would say that would be probably the number one is that you just fizzle and pop and you're, you're done, your capacity, probably need to pull away from the job. You'd probably be you know, out of action for a considerable amount of time, if not indefinitely, would be burnout. The second one I would say is that your, your effectiveness as a leader would drop off completely. Your passion and your joy for that, it really is burnout in a sense, but you're still functioning as that leader. Yep. And I think that's even more dangerous, actually. It's, it's, going, <coughs> it's going through the motions, yeah, isn't yeah. it? So it's, um, it's doing it because it needs to be done, not mm. because you're wanting to love and serve the people and serve God. Yeah, and the third, I think, is going on top of number two, is that your, your passion and your excitement goes from passion and excitement to being critical and grumpy and frustrated and you mm-hmm. lose all elements of love and grace in how you lead and i know as leaders we don't want to be any of those three that's not our desire our desire is to be the most effective leaders that we can be to bless and to care for god's people that really god has put in our care and you can go through all sorts of different degrees of that i mean yeah. i i know this time last year i stood up in front of the congregation mm-hmm. and repented because i'd fi- i'd actually God had pulled me up on the fact that I I was actually leading harshly Mm, mm. and I wasn't leading with a spirit of love and gentleness and kindness. I was just going, why haven't you got this? And I, and I was getting to a point and I, and I, and I realized that instead of reflecting the love of God, the way that I should, I was just expecting too much of people and expecting people to be further than what they are and getting really quite grumpy about that and preaching hard and, and leading hard instead of leading with the grace of God. And that's incredible because there's only a slight shift there. That's quite a subtle thing because your passion and your love is to see people move into mm. the things of God. And it's interesting that in that passion then becomes frustration. That frustration becomes a bit of a harshness and you can see it is a slippery slope. And I've even you know, been in ministry for a very short amount of time. I've had some sermons where I walked away and said, you know what? That wasn't seasoned with love at all. Mm. There was some frustration that I have said to myself is passion and, and a bit of fieriness, but no, I've walked away and I've had to apologize to a few people and say, I'm sorry, that was actually a bit heavy. Um, I love you and I want to see you grow, but I don't want to see that love and that passion turn to frustration because I, I believe that is a great warning sign that um, you're heading down the wrong path mm. is when that love and passion turns to frustration and harshness. And, and you know it within yourself pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, you might not respond to it pretty quickly, but within yourself, you're kind of going, oh, they deserve that. They deserve that, yeah. you know. And when you're starting to talk in that kind of them and us kind of language yeah. and that we're not in this together, we're not in this in, in love together, um, then you know that you're starting to to push on to the fact that you're trying to make ministry happen, yeah. not God. Yeah. And your patience is is come to an end. And so you're being impatient with God. You're being impatient with other people. Mm. And so when you see those kind of trigger signs, it's time to do something different. And it's probably time for a holiday. Yeah. And, um, and to really refocus and renew yourself. So Baz, besides the things that we've already discussed, can you think of some other warning signs or some other uh, trigger points that um, would come up when you're heading down that negative path? I think that when you don't want to hang out with your people, 
yeah. I think that's a great warning sign. When, when uh, you you get to a point on a Sunday morning where you go, oh, do I have to do this? Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. That you're probably too far down the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when someone says, oh, look, do you want to hang out or do you want to? Uh, catch up and your first thought is I do not want to catch up with you at all yeah then you, you you're getting to the fact that people are business instead of people are people yeah when people become work yeah that's right yeah wow that's huge and I think we would all ebb and flow with that day by day there'd be a, a moment in your week you'd be like oh I just don't want to but if that bad day blurs into a bad week you start seeing that you're in a bad spot now, as we said in other podcasts, Geordie, there's, there's always people that, um, that you're going to have hard conversations with yeah. that you never really want to have the conversation with. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more about just normal people uh, and, and, you, and, um, you know, and, and they want to engage in, in conversation and you want to check out. You're more, you're more interested that the footy is on in half an hour than you are stopping and talking to these people let's not let's not get crazy here though football is important and when the football is on there should be a priority no i'm kidding it, it seems that for us here in south australia all the football that we want to watch is on the same time as our service on a sunday so i think as a pastor when your heart really is drawn to football versus the service that might be a bit of a sign that you're in a you're in a bad spot but really as pastors people are our business and people are our life hmm. that's what we're working for and it shouldn't feel like work. It should be a great joy to speak to people. There might be some conversations where you feel a bit tired afterwards, but you have to take a bit of inventory as well. If you're walking away from every conversation tired and drained, there might be a bit of a sign that you're running on empty. Mm. Really, we should be sowing into people, but also we should be feeling quite refreshed as leaders ourselves. Now, most ministers are introverts. There are some that are extroverts, and you probably border on being an extrovert. Yeah. But... Um, but most of them are introverts. And so the other sign that I'd say, if you find yourself just wanting to be home all the time, mm -hmm. instead of going out and meeting people and, and caring for people, you just go, you know what, today I'm just gonna have a home day. Mm. And it's not just one day, but it's two, and then it's yeah. three, and, and you don't feel any more refreshed yeah. uh, by being alone for those days. And you don't use the opportunity of those days to spend time with God and refresh your soul but you fill them up with other things then you're, you're in trouble yeah and and for those extrovert pastors out there like myself a, a very easy warning sign is when people drain you because as extroverts people actually are, are something that actually recharges us me being around people i walk away feeling better so a really key thing for extroverts if people are annoying you if people are draining you and you're feeling exhausted from people that's a great warning sign that you might be down a bad path or perhaps that you're needing time off when normally as extroverts, our time off is with people. It's catching up, having coffee, mm. meeting up with people, having conversation. And another one for me personally is when I'm waking up in the morning tired. So yes, there's the morning haze, but when you break through that and you're still tired, for me, I know there's something wrong because I know for myself, if I don't get eight hours, I'm gonna be tired, but it's when I'm having my eight hours and I'm still tired. For me, that's a huge warning sign that something isn't quite right, that my rest to uh, expenditure is, is out of whack and that I might be in a bad spot. I mm. don't know whether you experience that as well. 
Well, I, I wake up every morning feeling tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's probably where um, we're a bit different. So uh, I, I don't have um, that, that kind of refreshment that, that you're talking about. For me, I, I'm a night person, so uh, er, every morning it takes me a good hour or so to actually start to feel alive, mm -hmm. even if I've had enough sleep. Sure. So, um, so it depends on how you're wired and what you do. Yeah. I think that the cr crucial thing is to identify it. We've given mm -hmm. you some sort of pointers of how to identify it. And I reckon you kind of always know within yourself yeah. when you're starting to get a bit thin and a bit stretched. So the important thing is how early you catch yourself mm -hmm. and then what kind of things you put in place in your rhythm of life to make sure that you do it. Yeah. So there, there's one last thing that I can probably say is a greater indicator mm. is that you get out of your your rhythm of prayer and scripture reading mm, mm. so whenever uh, that becomes just as another hassle another appointment in your diary mm. that's a pretty good sign as well now the only the the way back of course is to actually start doing the opposite to what you feel like doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's the issue i mean you do have to take care of yourself but but you do need to go and and uh, be with people who refresh you. Mm -hmm. You need to go and spend time with God even when that feels like it's pulling teeth. Mm. You need to go sit by a, a lake or, you know, we, ha we have a reservoir uh, 15 minutes down the road from here. Yeah. And when I have a retreat day, I go take a couple of rugs, one to put on the ground and one to put over me because it's freezing. <laughs> And I sit and, and just look out over the reservoir and I'll yeah. spend three or four hours. Now, normally that will drive me nuts. Mm. But if I'm depleted, that yeah. is exactly what I need yeah, to sure. do. Uh, is it a hassle? Do I have to book it out? Yes, it is. Mm. But when I'm operating on two cylinders instead of four, then that's time well worth it to oh. go and refresh that way. I'd say you're a V8 kind of leader, man. Four <laughs> cylinder... I don't see you as a hatchback fella. <laughs> but I think from what we've touched on so far, that one of the key things is to find out what are your symptoms, what are your triggers, because even in us discussing today, we're different. We are. And you could take our points today and say, well, none of them really are me, but I have these things. So you've got to know yourself. I think that the word of being mindful of, of how you're feeling, what are your triggers, what are the things that are coming out of rhythm for you, you as a leader need to know that. And I would encourage you to have people around you that are very aware of how you operate and they can tell you when they think that you're a bit out of sync as well. Mm. So invite some people that you trust. They don't even have to be part of your church. It could be your partner, it could be your family, but have someone that you trust that can just be really honest and say, you know what, you're not looking good right now. Even just in your face, you're not looking well. Because mm -hmm. um, I think you need that as a leader. Someone just to pull you up and say, I think you need to take a day, just take a moment, I think you need to reset. But then as well, then having your own way of bouncing out of that as well so know what works for you so if me staring at a lake probably isn't going to do it for me me having a coffee with a friend yeah that's probably going to help me a lot just to mm. feel a little bit more recharged so for yourself as a leader you've got to have the support network around you and you need to know what works for you but baz what are some other tips of self-care what other things can we do as leaders do you think that would benefit us getting us out of that rut out of that bad place well you you you've got to break your routine mm. And, uh, and holidays are a great way to do that. Yeah. But if, if you spend your time in your holidays doing things that don't nat naturally 
refresh you, then it's a pointless holiday. Mm. And so, for instance, I'm not a tourist. (laughs) I just, I'm not, I can... I can look at a building that's really old and go, wow, it's a building that's really old. I suck to travel with, I really do. <laughs> My poor wife. For me, sitting by a pool and reading a book is far more enjoyable than it is going out and visiting places. Mm. So whenever I go on holidays with my wife, we have now worked out that it's got to be one day in, one day out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I need a, a time to do nothing because that's what recharges me. And then I'm happy to go out and visit, which is what recharges Kelly. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we've got to do this alternating kind of uh, time or she gets frustrated that we're not doing anything <laughs> and I get frustrated that we're doing too much. So f- for me, I've worked out that being a, going and visiting another country mm. is not going to recharge my batteries. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just going to come back just as tired wow. than when I left. So going on an overseas holiday is not going to be the thing that yeah, yeah. works for me. But I went to Fiji uh, last year and I spent nearly <laughs> 10 days sitting on the side of the pool reading a book and going for a swim. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I keep that. So, uh, and I came back going and repented to my church saying that I was pretty harsh yeah, wow. out of that time. Mm. So you've got to work out how you break your routine, but you also got to work out what refreshes you and what renews you and your relationship with God. Because ultimately God is the source of your your strength and mm. your passion. Mm. And, um, and you've got to be able to be in a space where you can lay down the things that you need to lay down and prick up, prick up, pick up the promises that God has for you again, and, and allow your soul to sing. And I think you know that you're in a healthy place when your soul sings. Yeah, wow, that's fantastic. So we've got to rest well. You've got to rest well. Yeah, yeah. So don't don't rest the way other people rest. You've got to rest the way that works for you. I think that's golden. So I hope that in in what we've really discussed today, that it's it's put this on your mind because I think it has to be as leaders. I think every day as leaders, we should be mindful of how we're feeling because really our performance as leaders is crucial. Mm. You know, we're not the ones that are really driving ministry. We're not making uh, transform life. That's what God does. But we are his vehicle to do that. We're his kind of mouthpiece to communicate, to care, to love, to be a shoulder. And our performance is important as leaders, which means our health and our well-being is as well. So I, I would encourage you to have this on your mind every day. Don't dwell on it, but be aware of it. We need to be honest with ourselves. One thing I've been really impressed, Barry, and it's kind of inspired me in how I hope to lead you know, a church that I'm placed in one day, is your vulnerability to say to, to a leadership team, you know what, I can't really put my finger on it, but I really need a day off. Mm. Just to be open and say, you know what, I just need it. I'm not sure why, but I'm just feeling within myself that I need some time. Yeah. And then I know that you as a leader would take that time really well and you would rest well. And I want us as leaders, whoever's listening in today, that we should do that. Be honest with our team because really that day could be the difference between a good week or a bad week or a bad season or a good season. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a leader that's here, not just for 10 years, not 20 years, but I want to be someone that can celebrate 60 years of being a leader you know, yeah. and being effective in it as well. And you've got to have a leadership philosophy that the well-being and the, uh, the function of the church doesn't revolve around you. Mm-hmm. Because if you think it revolves around you, then you feel like you can never have a break. And yeah. I've known some ministers that have gone three, four years without having a holiday, Fire. and I'm going, really? 
I booked my holidays in at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I, I set them out right from the beginning mm -hmm. and I've learned what rhythm works for me and in, in how many weeks off. Mm -hmm. So I know friends who are pastors who go, I've got to have a four-week block off. Wow. Okay. It takes me two weeks to wind down and two weeks to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm not quite like that. I'm probably two weeks. I had one week off a couple of weeks ago. I could have had another one off yeah. uh, within. But if you feel like you're the person mm. that's going to hold everything together, then you're never going to give yourself a permission to have that day off yeah. when you're cooked. And you're right, I don't mind saying to my leadership team, I'm, I'm pretty done. Yeah. I'm pretty tired. I need to go and have a space. Mm. Um, but if you think that, that a Sunday is not going to work without you or, mm. or the church is not going to function or there's too much to do for you to let it go, then your ministry is um, geared the wrong way mm. and you've got to think of how you can re-gear it to give yourself some space. And we discussed a bit of that re-gearing in our episode on capacity. Mm. And if you want to listen back on that one, I think that would be uh, a really good conversation for you to enter into about what you really have to do as leaders and what can just be left to someone else to do as well. But I, I do pray that if even now as you're listening and if you feel in yourself that you're a bit tired as a leader, if you're feeling a bit burnt out, you've lost a bit of your joy of what it means to be in leadership in, within the church, um, talk to someone. I think that's key. Talk to someone about it um, and take some time. That might even just be a few hours in your afternoon, just take a moment and just to reset, to refresh. It might be a day, it might be a week, maybe you need to book your holidays. Because if you keep pushing through, I think you'll burn out. Mm. I think that's the thing is that we have this, we don't want to fail people, we don't want to fail the church, but in fact, in our pushing through, we do fail the church because then we do fizzle and pop. And I don't think any of us as leaders want to have those kind of moments because they're hard to come back from. They are. So I hope today our conversation has been something that has inspired you to take care of yourself better. Um, and we look forward to joining in with you again sometime soon. Catch you later. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast, where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net, and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.